This is 8 Minutes, the podcast helping you understand the energy and climate challenge in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. Last week on Walmart's earnings call, the retail giant announced something extraordinary. Their ambitious program to reduce supply chain emissions by 1 billion metric tons of carbon, titled Project Gigaton, had met its target six years earlier than its 2030 ambition. To put this in perspective, 1 billion tons of emissions is similar to that of the annual emissions of Germany, the world's fourth largest economy. So this is an enormous deal. Let's unpack how Walmart got here, what lessons other companies can apply to their own supply chains, and take a look forward at what could be next after Project Gigaton. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's race to Earth, or about how long it took Sony before pulling the plug on the Madam Web movie. Hey, they should know by now that all superhero movies should involve Jack-Jack and Edna Mode. Let's get it on. Emissions from a company's supply chain are not only tricky to solve, but are also typically the largest source of emissions in getting a product or service to market. 90% or more of a company's carbon could be tied up in their supply chain. For any company looking to make the transition to net zero, getting a handle on these supply chain emissions, also called scope 3 emissions, is important, which makes Walmart's gigaton effort so interesting. Launched in 2017, the program aimed to reduce or remove 1 billion tons of carbon from the retailer's supply chain by 2030. The fact that they cruised through to this goal a full six years early is remarkable. So how did they do it? Well, Kathleen McLaughlin, Walmart's chief sustainability officer, laid out some of the actions the company has taken in her blog post announcing the Project Gigaton results. First, when Project Gigaton was first launched, it represented something of a voluntary sign-in by Walmart suppliers. But because Walmart is so dominant in their industry, there were a lot of sign-ups. Over 5,900 suppliers eventually signed onto the platform and committed to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But Walmart provided more than just a compulsory target. They backed up their ambitions by convening learning summits and sharing knowledge and advice with suppliers. They established a specialized recognition system called GigaGuru for those suppliers meeting exemplary reporting and results. And they even went so far as partnering with Schneider Electric to launch a bespoke power purchase agreement program where Walmart would initially buy renewable power from a solar or wind project and then sell that power to companies looking to reduce their power-related emissions. For years, Walmart's Project Gigaton has stood as the big, audacious ambition for reaching Scope 3 reductions, and it worked. So, what can other companies learn from such an experience? For one thing, Scope 3 emissions need just as much, if not more, attention than the emissions that the company is directly responsible for. Those Scope 1 and Scope 2 emissions are important, But sometimes we fixate on the things that we can control and push the harder issues off to someone else. In a sense, we're seeing a lot of that already in the market as a big trend recently has been to increase the number of suppliers willing to sign on to the Science-Based Targets Initiative. If you haven't heard of SBTI, it's a program that attempts to quantify for individual companies the pace and scale of reductions that they would need to achieve that mapped to the one and a half degree Celsius goal of the Paris Agreement. By signing on to SBTI, the idea is that you have a science-backed metric to shoot for on all of your emissions. So for many large companies, getting their suppliers to sign on to SBTI is one way to ensure that their 
supply base is at least focusing something on emissions reductions. I'll push back a bit, though, as just getting suppliers to align with SPTI isn't enough. For one thing, there are still very few market-based penalties associated with companies who do not meet their public emissions targets. So unless your company wants to impose such actions, there are likely a lot of well-meaning actors who will commit to SBTI targets, but may never really come close to fulfilling their obligations. But secondly, companies that just stop at signing suppliers up for SBTI miss a whole field of opportunity to actually help their suppliers in this process. This is what Walmart did so successfully and what needs to be a part of any Scope 3 program. To do so, think of your Scope 3 activities within three buckets. The first is in your direct engagement with suppliers. This can be things such as convening learning roundtables or sharing of direct data to help advise and collaborate with key providers. It could be embedding KPIs into procurement efforts, such as what Cisco and Meta have been doing successfully for years. It could involve performing lifecycle analyses on your products and services and working with suppliers to either shift their production patterns or maybe even shift away from a particularly egregious supplier towards one that better meets your emissions criteria. The second bucket is in industry collaboration, and not just for smaller suppliers working within the same industry, but for the large companies tackling scope 3 reductions in the first place. Take the pharmaceutical industry, where Schneider has convened the Energize platform for large biotech and pharma companies to come together and solution around the particular issues facing facing their organizations. Not only does this allow transference of ideas and advice, but it also provides something of a clearinghouse for suppliers too. See, one of the challenges that suppliers are pushing back on is this incredible influx of demand on their time by their customers. When Walmart was the only one asking for emissions data and conducting surveys back in 2017, well, that was easily handled. But once every customer of a supplier starts asking for data and reporting and roundtables and metrics and commitments, use the industry to help. And then lastly, and that third bucket, is innovation. Just like how Walmart crafted their gigaton PPA to help address the need for smaller companies to purchase renewable power, new solutions need to emerge to handle the next frontier. For instance, one of the major obstacles to smaller businesses in reducing emissions has been a lack of investment capital. And it wouldn't surprise me if Walmart or some other organization is able to craft a decarbonization as a service package to invest behind the actions needed to reduce emissions. So far, those investments down into the supply chain haven't really happened, mainly because one big company doesn't want to pay for the supply reductions that would benefit another big company who also buys products or services from that supplier. But if those investment dollars could generate a return and an emissions reduction. See, this is where Scope 3 management is likely headed next. Innovative solutions that address the major issues facing smaller companies such as capital, expertise, reporting data, and such. As for where Walmart goes next, They've only indicated that they will continue with the Project Gigaton platform and the solutions that have been created as a part of that. They haven't announced any revised goals yet, though I'm sure that that's coming along in some point. More importantly, though, I hope that Walmart continues to lead in this space, identifying the obstacles to Scope 3, deploying solutions to those obstacles, and holding their suppliers accountable for reductions. I'm Paul Schuster, 
And this has been your eight minutes. Thank you.